Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe tap-to-pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Thanks to everyone who supports Daily Tech News Show directly. To find out more, head to dailytechnewsshow.com slash support. This is the Daily Tech News for Thursday, September 27th, 2018. In Los Angeles, I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Feline, I'm Sarah Lane. From Oakland, California, I'm Justin Robert Young. And from the fringes of the L.A. Empire, I'm Roger J. We have got a little breaking news to talk about regarding Tesla. We're going to get into speculation about what all we think Amazon's up to with retail as, as they go and venture out beyond just bookstores. But let's start with a few tech things you should know. That reprieve for classic Skype is about to end. Uh-huh. Microsoft says it will stop supporting Skype 7.0 on the desktop November 1st and on mobile starting on November 15th. It will still be usable for a little while. <laughs> That's the company's terms. After that, according to an editor's note on the blog. Estonia's police and border guard board is requiring ID card producer Gimalto to pay 152 million euro penalty after 700,000 ID cards were found to have gener- uh, were found to have generated the cards code keys in a way that they could be stolen private codes should be generated on the cards chip to ensure security and security researchers at Duo discovered a vulnerability in the Apple interface used to enroll Apple devices in mobile device management systems, or MDMs, something you use in the enterprise. When you want to have a bunch of company iPhones all enrolled at the same time, you can roll out your custom apps, etc. The researchers spoofed serial numbers of enrolled devices to connect malicious devices. They were pretending to be the enrolled devices. Uh, and then they were able to do all kinds of stuff. Uh, you know, look at look at company mail, et cetera, uh, gain basically trusted access. Apple's device enrollment protocol supports authentication, but it doesn't require it. So if you make it happen, then you wouldn't be vulnerable to this. But since Apple doesn't force you to, a company might not have it turned on. The researchers warn that serial numbers alone should not be relied on to let devices join corporate networks. All right, let's talk about this breaking news, Justin. Yes, the U.S. Security and Exchange Commission has filed a lawsuit on Thursday against Tesla CEO Elon Musk alleging securities fraud. The lawsuit was filed in the U.S. District Court in Manhattan. Happened for the reason that you think. 
Uh, yeah. Going private at 420, funding secured. Turns out that is fraud. In the yeah, and the, and the case says, in truth and in fact, Musk had not even discussed, much less confirmed, key deal terms, including price, with any potential funding source. So uh, coming in hard with with this this filing they're not saying like well this this kind of went over the line they're saying this was fraud plain and simple now it's up to a court to decide if they're right with the, with those claims but uh but this is not a tepid response no it, it is it is not uh musk has explained that whole fiasco which obviously did not happen that this was the there's were advanced talks with uh the Saudi Arabian wealth fund for which I assume, considering how much money they're sitting on, probably felt that there was not going to be much of a haggling at, at a fairly at, at the price that he set. But still, rules are rules, and this is what the SEC is going to sue him for. Yeah, and and Musk still believes that what he said wasn't false. He's like, yeah, no, I, I I had it mostly arranged, but and this is why you have courts. There's a difference between what you intend. And what people read. Uh, anybody who studies semiotics, you know, knows it as, as sign, signal, and signified. Uh, it, what Musk may have meant doesn't matter. It's what people thought he meant when they read his statements, and it makes a pretty compelling case in this filing that what he said was in fact misleading. An Australian teenager who hacked Apple systems over several months and downloaded sensitive data has avoided jail time. Now, the adult was 16 years old at the time that the hacking began, so was a minor at the time, accessed Apple's internal systems and copied around a terabyte of data and authentication keys, a magistrate told a children's court in Australia. Now, Apple contacted the FBI and Australian police subsequently raided his home. Apple then said the customer's personal data, that, that customer's personal data was not compromised and that staff had discovered the unauthorized access, contained it, and reported it to law enforcement. This is the hacky hack hack kid, right? <laughs> that was the, yes. the name of the folder that he stored yeah. stuff in. I mean, well, and it? the whole, you know, you know, his defense attorney, you know, sort of, sort of said like, he was a child. He's just like really into Apple and was like so excited about Apple that he, you know, wanted to see how far he could get, which is not necessarily false, but uh, the fact that he was a, a minor at the time is is working in his favor very much so. It, this is pure 80s style hacking. This is <laughs> this is not malicious hacking. This is hacking. I'm I'm comfortable calling this hacking because even that, though yes, even though he is. broke yeah. the law, he yeah. didn't mean to hurt anyone. He wasn't out to leak this stuff, sell this stuff, and I'm not trying to justify it or say he shouldn't, you know, uh, uh, you know, pay the pay for the crime or whatever, but this is someone who really just wanted to see what he could do. And once he got in, kind of got high on the like, man, I'm kind of like an Apple employee right now. How cool is that? I I understand that is what I'm saying. Well, and this is the happy ending, right? Uh, rules are rules. You violate the law. You do need to face repercussions. But like you said, it's not like he immediately went to some board where he was trying to sell the information. As far as all available law enforcement investigation into this can turn up. This was him trying to prove his hacking prowess. I'm glad he's avoiding jail time for for that crime. Yeah, we don't, we don't know his name. It's protected by Australian law. But there would be a free hacky hack hack kid uh, campaign <laughs> if, if, if he went to jail. And this is a better way to treat it. 
Also, you know, Apple maybe hire him. He's yeah, right? pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, folks, this is a big story today. If an advertiser has legitimate info about you, Facebook lets that advertiser target people who list that info in Facebook. So, for example, you've given your phone number to the plumber. And the plumber has a list of phone numbers of his clients and goes to Facebook and says, hey, I want to uh, advertise a 20% coupon to everybody who has this phone number. So far, so good. But Facebook only knows your phone number by your admission if it's in your profile info, which some people do that. Not everybody does, but some people do that. However, Facebook also will use info you provided for security reasons and info that other people have about you in their context that maybe you never gave Facebook. In the first case, you're giving info for a single and important purpose, security, and it's being targeted to you, to advertise to you. In the other case, you gave it to a friend and you don't have any control over it being used to target you. And in fact, Facebook claims it would be illegal to give you control because that's information in somebody else's profile. Girard Hari, Venkadari, uh, Pyotr Sapiensky, and Alan Mislove of Northeastern University, along with Elena Lucarini of Princeton University, tested this thoroughly and report their findings in a paper published in the Proceedings on Privacy-Enhancing Technologies. So this isn't a BuzzFeed report, has a source who says, this is, yeah. we tried it out rigorously using controlled circumstances where we only knew this phone number would show up if it was causing one of these things to happen. A Facebook spokesperson said, yeah, <laughs> we use the information people provide to offer a more personalized experience, including showing more relevant ads and users can, and I'll add should use something besides a phone number for two factor authentication if they wish. Well, okay. So, so the fact that Facebook is doing this once you, you, you know, you, you, Facebook statement is like, we're not denying that this is happening, but here's why we're doing it. And it's because it's for, you know, the, the greater good of, uh, of our users and, 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 and data in general. Okay. Well, so how should they have done this differently? Um, should they have spelled out a little bit more clearly? Yeah. If you do like 2FA for, you know, with a phone number or something like that, or you, you, you give this information to a friend, this might end up in an advertiser's uh, um, uh, uh, territory and you didn't know about it. I mean, wh- how could they have don't use it, communicated it differently? Don't I, use I, it. Nah. Period. When I'm using yeah, giving a phone number to. for a security to, right? purpose, that is the only reason to use that phone number. That is it. It's for security only. Nothing else. Well, okay. So, but, 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 so my question stands is Facebook should have said, this is going to be used in a different way. Are you okay with this? They didn't. At least, at the very least, if they're going to do it anyway, they, they should have told you. Yeah. That, 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 that. When, when you set up 2FA, which is another step that people have to take and that there are many ways that you can do 2FA on Facebook, one of them is with your phone number that they should have some sort of little checkbox that lets you know, hey, I, under, I heretofore understand that this will be used to target relevant. But to make- honestly- that will dissuade that experience. That will dissuade people from setting up security. Yeah. Here, here's my thing to you, though. This, yes, you can complain 
ad nauseum why it does not benefit the scorpion to sting the frog in the middle of the pond. But what this the- is what Facebook's... I think I think this is different, though. This is playing with security. It's one thing to say, like, hey, we're Facebook. Of course, we're going to advertise to you. And it's another thing to, to actually use something that requires trust. Like, we're, this is for security for sure. a business purpose. That's right, just, that's, right. oh, for me, well over the line. Even and, for the story. Even, you know, and even stuff as silly as like, what's your birthday? Don't worry. We won't post this anywhere. If, we'll never go to your news feed. It's just, you know, it's just for us to know if that it's you're going into the you know, profile. That's different. Like, that's like, yeah. hey, you're giving this stuff in exchange for this. But security information should be firewalled for multiple reasons. So you're telling me I shouldn't be targeted ads because I knew my mother's maiden name? Like, I, should, I shouldn't be getting, uh, uh, you know, ads for doilies about like my yeah. mom's maiden name is if they, if they do the the backup the backup security questions are stupid anyway but if they're like you know what was your first pet yeah they shouldn't be targeting you on your first pet they shouldn't be using that to data mine you yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it shouldn't be havoc the fish forever also the the real quickly the other one is more nefarious where it's like I have no control over I gave Justin my phone number right Justin uploads his contacts to to Facebook without asking me why should he he was using it to make it easier to use Facebook and now Facebook is targeting me with that information which I have no control over and they tell me we can't give you control over it that one gets me too this that one is the, the the problem that Facebook faces is that as people learn more about how they make money and learn more about ad targeting, I believe the more they will be freaked out about it. And and on these edge cases where, yes, there is a good moral debate, I think these are the, 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 the matches that light a much larger fire that an educated uh, a user base can react to. And I don't think the security one's a moral debate, but we could go on forever about that. Sure. Uh a research, we just had a moral debate. But, all right, moving on. A, a, a research study, the Lancet Child and Adolescent Health Journal, found that children aged 8 to 11 who limit recreational use of screens for less than two hours a day performed better in tests of mental ability. The study only found a correlation that indicates further study is needed to discover causes and differentiate among type of recreational screen use. There was some indication that video games and educational videos might have cognitive benefits. The study surveyed four, uh, is it 45,000? 4,500. 4,500 children uh, with a questionnaire and administered cognitive tests. So really, it's it's not that the screen time is harmful; it's that too much screen time is 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 seeming to be harmful. Right, and that's much- actually you know, and 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 that's an interesting thing. It's like, well, I mean, none of us are children, but I mean, even as adults, I think that there's there's a lot of merit to the the idea. Sorry, <laughs> not to be funny, but um, there's a, there's there is there's a lot to take away from the idea of yes, having this information is helpful yes gaming can be uh, you know good for your cognitive skills but too much of it may take away from other things well and it's not just too much it's the type right in fact yeah. that what they found was that video games might actually have cognitive benefits and that's the other thing is this is a study that found a correlation they're not saying any of it means anything yet they're saying this indicates that maybe you should limit screen time if you want to be safe and we should proceed with more studies and more rigorous studies to figure out exactly what all of this means. But at the very least, it's that outside of educational stuff, 
limiting screen time, probably on the safe side of things. I also wonder how much of this is also a leading indicator of a, a, a relationship between parents or, or children being acknowledged that that it larger screen time could often also mean that they're not being engaged by their family, that 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 they, at least uh, right. on the level that somebody that does not have that kind of screen time. So I, I think that this is an interesting set, uh, an interesting data point. Uh, but I, I do wonder uh, what 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 we're going to learn the fuller picture of. Yeah, the the indications that video games and educational videos might have cognitive benefits would would be that differentiator of like, is it just that they're using a screen, or is it what they're doing on it? Uh, as the as the, the as the one parent here, I will say that uh, screen time is always on the top of my mind, and the reasons for it are like. Multi, a multitude of reasons, right? If your 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 babysitter's out and you gotta you gotta do work with your kid, you're gonna give your kid a tablet to keep them busy while you're doing work. If they're sick from school and can't go to school, can't engage with other kids, teachers, you're gonna give them a tablet or something to keep them busy. In the same way that you used to babysit your kids with TVs, it's not an ideal situation, but is one of a multitude of things that parents will do in order to manage the situation as best they can. Consumer Reports is recommending Microsoft Surface PCs after last year, not recommending them because of what it considered poor predicted reliability in comparison with laptops from other brands. So, tables have turned. The Surface Pro, the 2017 model, the Surface Laptop, and the Surface uh, Book 2 do score well enough to be recommended, Consumer Reports now says. However, the Surface Go continued to get docked for poor performance and battery life. I think you meant the surfaces have been turned, not just uh, the, uh, sur- the, the Surfi. The surfi. Yeah. Is, 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 is that, the is that it? Uh, I mean, yeah, this is good news. I actually really liked my Surface Book, and I remember when Paul yeah. Thorat was out there uh, complaining about it being buggy because there were there were some problems with USB. There were problems with device drivers and blue. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit Anthropic.com slash Claude today. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then Stripe tap to pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. 
Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Screens of death. I just never really ran into them that often. Not saying I never ran into them. Uh, I can't imagine if if it's even more reliable than that, this is maybe I maybe I should go back and, and try out a Surface Book too because I I really liked the Surface Book as it was and it was a little slow and the power fan ran too often and stuff like that. So uh, this is great news for Microsoft. Sure, I, I think obviously there is a a place for the Surface line uh, for a lot of people that are fully plugged into a PC ecosystem, and I'm I'm glad that Consumer Reports is recommending them. However, I just I don't know. I, I know that, that you have, Tom, you, you know this probably more than anybody as somebody who has been at this tech news game for a very long time. Consumer Reports, more or less news stories in the last five years about them not recommending stuff than previous five years or the same? That's a good question. I wouldn't want to answer it without taking a look. Um, the perception is very much what you're hinting at with your question, yes. you know, is that there are more of them. But I don't know if that's just because we have more technology devices now. And so Maybe. we're seeing those those stories crop up as technology becomes more mainstream. Uh, hey, folks, if you want to get all the tech headlines each day in about five minutes, be sure to subscribe to DailyTechHeadlines.com. All right. Amazon announced the Amazon four star store, which honestly to me sounds like it ought to be like a donut shop or a restaurant. Well, but and also like, wouldn't it be a five star? Well, Amazon four star noodles. Right. Um, it's like four star meaning not five star. <laughs> not five star. Okay. I know there's that aspect too, right? <laughs> like, so it's the stuff that's okay. It's pretty good. It's yeah, better than average. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm, I'm sure they're going to have a five star corner. Like, oh, totally, like yeah. you have to be this tall to ride. And and I guess the average is well above four uh, of the products. But but let me get to the point of the store. It's opening in New York, and nothing below four stars rated on Amazon gets in the store unless it's a top seller or it's new and trending on Amazon. Uh, they'll make some exceptions in those cases, but most of those are usually four stars as well. Store is open 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. on Sundays. It's on Spring Street in Soho. Shoppers who are Prime members will pay the Amazon.com price for their purchases. If you're not a Prime member, though, you pay a list price, which is almost always more expensive, although they'll sign you up to be a Prime member right there in the store. So there you go. It's a very expensive <laughs> loss leader uh, to get you to sign up for Amazon Prime. But yeah, the idea is like, we know these are the things New Yorkers are buying. So we're going to have a section on like hot trending items in New York. We know that these are just totally good items overall on the Amazon store. So we're going to stock that stuff. Uh I, it makes sense from that end going in. Does it make sense as a shopper as to why you decide to go into this store? Well, you know, you mentioned Spring Street in Soho, Tom, and which is a anybody who hasn't been to Manhattan, it's a huge shopping area. There's, you know, all all the boutiques are down in Soho. So the idea that you would get a lot of foot traffic yeah. into the store it, that that's part of it. If you can convert a lot of people who are not Prime members to being Prime members because they're going to get a discount because they're already there, you know, mm -hmm. and they want to buy this item that's, you know, four stars or, you know, new and trending or whatever. Okay, that's fine. The loss leader part of it is is is, is real, but Amazon's got the money. Um, so I it, it seems to me that Amazon is saying, all right, let's let's put a store in a 
huge traffic area and see how many people we can convert into Prime members. I yeah. am here for every inch of this gimmickry because <laughs> that's what I think it is. The idea of the four-star thing is something that is just, it's a conversation starter. It implies, oh, this is quality. This isn't just Amazon trying to put stuff in there. It also gets away from we talked earlier about Facebook and, and the idea of a user base understanding exactly how ads get targeted to you. It leads away from Amazon saying, we know what you want. Come and buy it from us, which is a creepier kind of initial selling point. So it just says, look, we know quality. Enough people have bought all these things that uh, your, <laughs> your fellow peers, other humans like you. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> that, that they have decided that this is it. We have long talked about what an Amazon retail play was. And we and we began to see it with the bookstores. Uh, we obviously saw a gigantic purchase in Whole Foods, and we have another story about that that we can get to in a second. Uh, but I think that Amazon should get creative with stuff like this. And, and instead of going headlong into, now here's the Amazon does Best Buy thing, then do fun ideas like this. I, I think that it is, it, is, it is a great idea for Amazon. It's the boutique shop. As soon as, as, soon as Sarah used those words, it all fell into place for me. And, and folks who haven't been to Spring Street-like sections, which exist in most major cities, I've seen it in St. Louis and I've seen it in Detroit, uh, it's, it's not just a New York thing, there are those shops that just have lots of cool, funky items. And they'll have a little kitchen section and they'll have a little pet section and just, you know, lots of clothes, nifty clothes and French pillows that are way over expensive. Uh, this is that store. This is Amazon's version of that store. Like here's cute, cool, funky items that usually are curated by a person who runs the store who has great taste. In this case, it's curated by Amazon employees who are looking at the incredibly long list of four point, four star and above items and picking stuff. And by the way, there's a little red herring going on out there where people are like, oh, so if I game the system, I can get it in the store. Granted, they are not going to pick something. No. Just because you get four stars or above doesn't mean you get in the store. They're going to be picking what goes in there. Although, if it did match what they wanted to sell and they could get it in quantity, mm -hmm. which is another reason, then it gives them the ability to take advantage of a viral kind of moment like that. Sure, sure. I, so, so what else, before we, we move on, uh, what, what, what else could they do? So they, they've got a boutique shop, they've got a bookstore, they've got a grocery store in Whole Foods. Um, well, they, they have multiple grocery stores. Yeah, right. Amazon Go. Yeah. They've oh, they got Amazon Go, right, yeah. I, you know, <laughs> this whole idea of having a brick and mortar store in a, you know, it, it, in an area of New York where you got a lot of tourists, you got a lot of foot traffic, you got a lot of people who at least come in and browse. Well, you can't have all of Amazon store in there. Is it going to be a grocery store? Well, no, that doesn't really make sense either, right? Because most people are, you know, they're trying to buy you know, stuff, right? N not uh, groceries. So it makes sense that Amazon was like, okay, well, how do we limit this to something that we could put into a store that makes sense? We'll call it the four-star store. It's all the you know the stuff that's really popular on Amazon, which is kind of funny because Amazon, the whole idea is that it's like what's popular for Justin or Tom might not be popular for me, and that's fine, and that's how Amazon works really well. But the best of the best. Well, and they're also yeah. doing the these items are often purchased together in store. Yeah. That too. So you can pick right. them up as a bundle. I think a hardware store would be a good play for them. Oh, you want to know what? I was actually thinking. And that's probably a lot of the four-star stuff. Well, yeah, that's I, I'm thinking office supplies. It's like a lot of the essential yeah. stuff that they do their own version of. 
because you, you would never you wouldn't have to have a, t- a ton of foot space unlike a office max or a, a whatever like you could literally just have a little like hey what do i need gigantic reams of paper come on over pick it up in two yeah. seconds uh clothing shop you know, they have a lot of Amazon Basics clothing. Uh, real quickly, as before we move on, Gizmodo obtained a 45-minute video sent from Amazon to Whole Foods team leaders advising them how to combat union organization, saying Ooh. our business model is built upon speed, innovation, and customer obsession, things that are generally not associated with unions. <laughs> Man, they yeah. might have a point, so, but you're going you're gonna to upset some people by don't saying expect, so. Uh, <laughs> don't expect there to be union shops in any of these retail outlets. Hey, thanks to everybody who participates in our subreddit. It's our union of sorts, um, but we're, you know, we, I don't Please know, don't strike. <laughs> <laughs> don't strike. Just keep submitting stories and voting on others at dailytechnewsshow.reddit.com. We're also on Facebook. In fact, you don't have to choose between the two. You can hang on both places. Facebook.com slash groups slash dailytechnewsshow. And Go there us. Do the yeah. emails and Sarah will read one like this one. Uh, correct. We read an email from Rohan yesterday. I wasn't on the show, um, but uh, said Google was missing out on the smart home market by focusing on the tech instead of the functionality. In response, Eric wrote in today and said, I also think that Google's missing an opportunity on a smart home product. I would love to see they're in a unique position to create it. Google makes the Nest Protect smoke detector, a mesh Wi-Fi system and a smart assistant. I'd love to see these three things combined into one product. One device you can mount on the ceiling in most rooms. It would give you a housewide smoke detection, mesh Wi-Fi, and smart assistant, especially if Google could find a way to price this device in the range of 200 to $250. I like this idea. The voice assistant kind of goes without saying with all this smart stuff and, and, and definitely need, would need to be included. But having smoke detector, carbon monoxide detectors that are also mesh Wi-Fi repeaters. I don't know if there's logistical reasons why you couldn't do that, but that makes so much sense to me. If my Eros were also carbon monoxide detectors, that just saves me a few outlets and stuff that batteries I'd have to change and stuff. Love this. Uh, I do too. Um, thank you very much, Eric, for the follow-up. And thank you also to Justin Robert Young for being with us this fine Thursday. Justin, what has been going on with you? I don't know if everybody's noticed, but there's a, a big political brouhaha today. And what? what? And every day. All about it. Yeah, don't say. Yeah, in my free political newsletter. You can get that at freepoliticalnewsletter.com. This would also be a good time to subscribe to my politics podcast, Politics, Politics, Politics. Uh, all you got to do is go to your uh, pod catcher or pod place of choice and search for politics, politics, politics. If you see a little bird on it, then uh, that's me. And uh, uh, we're going to have a little bonus episode that will go up today with my reaction to both sides of the hearing and my thought on whether or not we will have a new Supreme Court justice over the next few days. Go ahead and check it out. So yesterday, uh, I thanked everyone for pushing us up above the mark of having one more patron than last month. Uh, and said, let's see how many more we can have. And we uh, immediately lost five people. So uh, maybe I should just project more panic. Uh, We are still one more patron than last month, but will it last? We have to sustain it for three more days. Anyway, uh, there's lots of cool reasons to support us directly. Please explore them at patreon.com slash DTNS. And don't forget, I'm going to be at the Outlier Podcast Festival September 30th at 1 p.m. in Los Angeles doing a workshop on preparing content for your podcast. Check it out at outliercs.com. That's O-U-T-L-I-E-R-C-S.com. 
We love your feedback. Our email address is a great way to give us feedback. Feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. We're also live Monday through Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 2030 UTC. If you can join us live, it's a lot of fun. Find out more at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. It's our September roundtable tomorrow. We're going to be talking hardware with Ryan Shrout, Patrick Norton, and Len Peralta will be there, too. Talk to you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.